Welcome back, everybody. Dave Say So Podcast. We are back with more sponge content to talk about. And the playoffs are officially underway. Guys, the players are underway. So many good games that's happened already. A lot of good series. It's a couple first round matchups that surprisingly have been good. I know the Miami and Bucks series have been it's been interesting since Giannis has been out. And then obviously the Cavs and the Knicks. I think everybody kind of assumed that that series was going to be pretty good. But, you know, Donovan Mitchell and those guys bouncing back this game too. And then also Julius Randle getting hurt on that last play with Jared Allen. That was big as well. So who knows what his status would be for the next game. But we're not here to talk about that. All those things are good. We're not going to talk about there. We're not here to talk about the Lakers today. Trust me, that is coming. I've been waiting. Listen, I don't think I've made an official... Uh, I don't think I've made a episode about the Lakers since the trade deadline. Trust me, I'm fiending for that episode to come. But we're talking go to state. We're talking go to state today. So before we actually get into Golden State, let's talk about Draymond Green. Draymond Green has officially been suspended for game three. As we all know, the notorious Kirk Franklin stomp that he gave Sabonis in game two in the fourth quarter. <sighs> Listen. I believe that this is Draymond's last year as a warrior. Coming into the season, he had an expiring contract and it was evident, especially in that finals, his production offensively was slipping. Now, defensively, he's still a force even with orchestrating the offense, he can still do that. However, the antics that he's been giving off has seemed to now been more effective than his play on the court. At least that's what the Warriors say. Now, you start the season off trying to take Jordan Poole's head off. That's not a great year to start the year when you're in a contract year, right? So you already have this reputation. Now you basically slug your teammate who is a vital piece to y'all who just got paid 100 mil, right? That's not good looks. And then obviously this year, the team has struggled. I mean, they were hovering around 500 for a majority of the season. They had that awful road record, which is showing, which showed in the first two games against Golden State. So now we're, so now we're here. I believe that this is Draymond's last series as a Warrior because I do think the Kings will win this series. I don't think he'll be a sweep. I think he'll be Kings in five. I do think they get one in Golden State. They won't get this next one because I believe Golden State will come out ready to come out locked in, especially more motivated that Draymond is out. However, I do believe this, uh, Kings win game four. However, Draymond Green is suspended because he has done yet another excessive move on the basketball court listen i understand that sabonis grabbed his leg it was definitely a dirty play i understand that and to be honest with you it wouldn't have made me upset if they threw him out the game as well maybe not suspended him maybe but it wouldn't be i wouldn't be irate if sabonis got thrown out of that game as well because he definitely initiated everything and he played a part into what happened however there is still no reason for Draymond Green to stump on this man in the middle of a basketball game while he's on the floor. 
And not only that, it wasn't like, not only did he just stomp him on his, on his rib cage, basically, he lifted his body up. He elevated his body with that same foot. Now, Draymond ain't no light person. I don't know exactly off the top of my head how much he weighs, but he's hovering around probably two, what, 215, 220 maybe. Well, no, that's kind of like how what, what, what I weigh. He might be around the 230 range, honestly. Probably two, anywhere between 215 and 230. So, all that weight is on Sabonis' rib cage, right? That's not a good look. And you know what else is not a good look? You egging on the crowd, yelling out inappropriate slurs to the crowd, number one, while the commissioner is at the game. Number two, you're doing all this while Sabonis is in the ground in agony. Now, I'm going to just keep it real with y'all. That boy Sabonis was acting his butt off. Because I'm sorry. We, you got stumped. And yeah, guess, okay, cool. But this man act like he got stabbed with a lifesaver or something. I mean, he was over there giving out all type of animations, like, ah, oh my God. Like he was like, you would have thought, like, but he had to, he had to sell it. So I, I don't really blame him for selling it, but still he was, he, he was acting a little bit. Them Euro players, they know how to act. But still, if you're Draymond, all of this is a bad look because you take the if you take the stump off if you take the stump out in general you're going back and forth with the crowd yelling out inappropriate slurs number one while the commissioner is in the building number two you're doing all this while the guy you just stumped out is in agony on the ground that's not a that's not good looks at all so as a result he got tossed out the game but if you're the warriors you have to approach the situation like we are again, Draymond has put us in another predicament where we are at risk of losing a pivotal game in a series because he has done something excessive to another player or has just been dumb and picked up a technical foul. Now, last year, if you remember, he had the flagrant two against uh, Brandon Clark. He did the same thing against Memphis. He was taking laps around an arena egging on the crowd, doing the, the whoop that trick type stuff. And then we all know about the situation with Steven Adams and that whole playoff run basically of him kicking people in the leg. Which by the way, Draymond said after the game that the reason why he stumped on Sabonis' ribcage was because there was no other place to land or quote he said, my foot has to land somewhere and I'm not that flexible. Well, you sure looked real flexible when you was kicking dudes on the, in the groin a couple years back. You was looking like, you was looking like Simone Biles the way you was kicking up in there. I mean, you, you was looking like you could be on the next American Ninja Warrior the way you was kicking people in. So maybe age has caught up to you, yes. But brother, there are other ways to avoid a situation like that. I saw a video um, I believe it was on, I forgot where I saw it, probably on YouTube, like a YouTube short or something, where it was Dylan Brooks and Chris Middleton, and Chris Middleton was in the same situation where he was grabbing Dylan Brooks' leg, except 
Dylan Brooks did the smart thing and was fall and just fell to the ground and was drawing attention to the ref like, look, while falling to the ground. We all know Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks is in the same he's in the same category as a Draymond. Guys who are pretty much at the teetery of being uh dirty while finding the balance being competitive in that. Now, both guys have been in situations where they've made dirty plays. The whole point is this. Draymond Green and Dylan Brooks are pretty much the exact same player for their teams. They bring the exact same attitude. Draymond Green in a situation steps on a guy's rib cage. Dylan Brooks does the smart thing and just falls to the ground. So when Draymond goes up on a podium and talks about how, oh, there's only one place my foot can land. No, there's not. No, there's not. You had no reason to stomp this man out. Like you have option. There, it was, it's no place in basketball for that. I'm sorry. There's just no place in basketball for that. Guys should not be stepping on people's rib cage. That's just, that just should not be happening. I'm sorry. Now, to be honest with you, I was surprised by the suspension at first. But then I realized, hold on. Uh, Giannis's brother got suspended a game because he headbutted Blake Griffin. And he's a bench warmer. Patrick Beverly got suspended three games because he pushed DeAndre Aiden from behind when he was standing over Austin Reeves. Draymond Green, Kirk Franklin stomps on Sabonis' ribcage. Why should he not be suspended? Because it's the playoffs? Because it's a big game? Listen, I hear people say that all the time. Oh, you can't, you can't suspend him in a moment like this in a playoffs. It's bad for basketball and da 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 da. Listen, I don't care what game it is if you're the nba you have to send a message that stuff like this is not okay i don't care what game is it is i don't care if it's game seven in the nba finals you cannot do stuff like this and not receive rep uh, repercussions afterwards you just can't especially with a guy like draymond who has history which is why the nba and uh, ultimately decided to suspend him was because they said that the, the stomp was excessive because he lifted him, he elevated himself up from that same leg he stomped on him with and Draymond's history. Draymond is a guy who has been known for making dirty plays in the playoffs. That's just common sense. It's life. If you're in it, if you're in and out with the law and you get pulled over or you commit a crime your previous run-ins with the law are taken into account. That's just how it goes. So when I hear people say, oh, you can't, you, you can't do this in the game. Bro, back in the day, that wasn't even a, a technical foul. Bro, listen, we are so removed from that prison ball basketball that y'all was playing back in the 80s and 90s which by the way if you if y'all go back and actually watch those games they the defense wasn't even that tough the defense wasn't even that tough now I, i'm a basketball addict 
So I go back and watch full games of the 80s and the 90s. Them games was not that physical. Them games was not, the defense was not that intense. They just was hacking people. And the clips, and they make it, the, the, all the clips you see of people just slugging each other on the court, that wasn't happening every game. They just took those clips and made it seem like it was, but it really wasn't. Whole time, on-ball defense was an atrocity back then. But that's another story for another day. The point is, we are so removed from that style of basketball, you can't put that into consideration here. The NBA has made a point to distance itself from that. So, therefore, when stuff like this happens, there must be consequences. So, yes, Draymond deserves a suspension. You cannot do stuff like that. I don't care if he was grabbing your leg. I don't care if Malik Muck grabs your leg yesterday or the, the last game. You can't do stuff like that. You just can't. There's no excuse for it. I'm sorry. And to be honest, I don't, I'm not even a, a big Draymond hater like that. I really, I'm really not. And this is coming from a LeBron fan. I'm not a big Draymond hater like that or a LeBron supporter. I don't even hate Draymond like that. But you can't do stuff like this and not expect to receive discipline. You just can't. Now, as far as the Warriors as a whole, the Warriors are in trouble. The Warriors are in trouble. And I know a lot of people coming coming into the series picked the Warriors to play. A lot of people said that the Warriors wanted to play the Kings because of their inexperience and their lack of defense, which is very which is two very good points. However, everything that everything that Golden State didn't do well in the regular season has translated to the has, has transferred to the playoffs. Golden State's not a good team on the road, especially against teams of 500. So they lost the two road games. Golden State doesn't take care of the ball. They've had 30 turnovers in the first, more than 30 turnovers, probably like 40 turnovers in the first two games of the series. And everybody thought that Andrew Wiggins was going to come back and be this savior and he comes back and he balls out in the first two games and they lose both of them the whole thing is this with the warriors people have it people have tried and even me i even got caught up in this people have tried to ignore the warriors flaws from this year because of who they've been the last seven to eight we ignored the fact that their road records was atrocious. Why? Because they'll turn it on eventually. They'll tap into that Golden State Championship mode eventually. When Andrew Wiggins comes back, they'll get back locked in. But as I had to learn, listen, it's just like Stephen A says, if it walks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, it's not a dang mongoose. Meaning we can't expect the Warriors to go half at it all regular season, lose every role game, don't not play defense, and expect that suddenly all that to change when they actually get to the postseason? That's not how this works.
That's not how it works. And the first two games of the series show that. However, Steph Curry has been playing pretty well. When Steph Curry goes to the bench, especially in game two, they were atrocious. Steph Curry goes to the bench, they give up 12 straight points, and the Kings never looked back pretty much after that. Jordan Poole has been averaging 10 points these last two games after averaging 18 this season. Why is that? Well, besides him missing shots and not being able to get to the basket, he hasn't been getting that many minutes. Why has he been not get how why has he not gotten many minutes? Because Jordan Poole can't stay in front of Malik Monk or De'Aaron Fox. And if you're not, and if you're the Warriors, and if you're Steve Kerr, if you're not giving us production offensively, and if you're not stopping anybody on the defensive end, how can I play you? How can I play you? You look at Klay Thompson. Klay Thompson cannot stay in front of De'Aaron Fox. Klay Thompson has not been able to stay in front of Malik Monk. But he's been knocking down threes on the other end of the floor. So Jordan Poole, who was a key role in their championship one last year, has been ineffective. And especially in game two, well really game one and game two, he was on the bench majority of the fourth quarter. Because the Warriors have to find a way to stay in front of Malik Monk and especially Darren Fox. They can't stay in front of him. They even tried putting Wiggins on him. He couldn't do it. He's too quick for Wiggins. Then on top of that, when Malik Monk gives you 39 off the bench in game one, and then Sabonis finally comes in. And this is what I was saying, especially after game one. After game one, I knew the Warriors was in trouble. Because Darren Fox has a so-so game. Sabonis only had like four points. Kevin Herter didn't make a single shot in game one. And the Warriors still lost with Andrew Wiggins playing well and Steph Curry playing well and Klay Thompson playing well. I knew the Warriors was in trouble then. And then game two happened. And then Kevin, Her Kevin uh, Herter finally decided to start making shots. And Sabonis finally started getting baskets. It was trouble. It was trouble. Then Damian Mitchell comes in the game. Good ball pressure on Curry while being able to knock down open shots. Harrison Barnes comes in the game dunking on everybody. He come in the game dunking on everybody. So, if you're the Warriors, I, listen. This game three is pivotal. I think the Warriors come out and win game three. And in my opinion, I think the Warriors lose game four. However, if you're the Warriors, these two games are crucial. These two games are crucial. If you do, if you lose either one of these, the series is, is basically over. It's basically over. And to be honest with you, the reason why I didn't think Golden State could beat Sacramento in the first place, outside of them not being a good team on the road, was because when you have a guy in Curry who can't guard and the best player on the opposing team is a point guard, 
it's gonna be hard to hide him on the defensive side of the floor. Cause if it's not if it's not Fox attacking him, you got Malik Monk off the bench. You got Harrison Barnes taking guys off the dribble now. Still got Keegan Murray. He hasn't really been doing anything, but he's bound to get going. You got quick guys on the perimeter that can get to the basket at will. And when you don't have a paint presence that teams have to worry about, they just get to the basket at will. I know Looney, he's a seven-footer, but to be honest with you guys, Looney's not... He, dudes are not scared of Looney. Like, you can attack Looney. He's not really a shot blocker. I know he's seven foot, but he's not a shot blocker. On top of that, he gets in foul trouble a little too much. So now who, So now he's in foul trouble. Who are you bringing off the bench? Who's going to go to that five spot? Draymond? Jermichael Green? Are you kidding me? It's not going to cut it. It's not going to cut it. And surprisingly, the Sacramento Kings especially in that game too, have been stifling on defense. I mean, if, if you watch that game too, and you saw the way that Malik, De'Aaron, and Damian Mitchell was working on Curry and, and Clay and, Jer and Jordan Poole too, especially off the screens, those guys was going to work. Mike Brown got them boys watching film, and he's he's been able to get these guys to lock in and buy into what they're trying to do against Golden State. Now, obviously, that's not a surprise because Mike Brown was on the staff the last seven, eight years with Golden State. But still, a team who was ranked 29th in defense efficiency during the regular season, to see how they've been able to deal with Curry and Clay is nothing short of remarkable. And it's, it's another reason why Mike Brown is the coach of the year. It's another reason why. So... Man, Golden State is in, they're in real trouble. They're in real, real trouble. And it's not going to be a pretty offseason for not only Draymond, but the whole organization as well. From going from NBA champions to getting put out in the first round. And another part about this that I really didn't mention, Golden State. They have to get contribution from their young guys. I know I mentioned Jordan Poole already. But guys like Kamunga, uh, DiVincenzo has been, he, he's been able to knock down overshots. But even guys like Gary Payton, like those guys, they have to elevate this team. Because again, Kamunga's not getting minutes. Why? He plays good defense occasionally, but he's a liability on the offensive end. If he's not slashing to the basket, and what are we doing? What is he out there for? Same thing with Jordan Poole. If you're not knocking down open shots and penetrating to the basket, I seen. I know probably everybody's seen it, but it, it was the clip of when Jordan Poole was trying to go baseline on De'Aaron Fox, and he couldn't get past De'Aaron Fox. He had to, he had to flop out of bounds to get the call, and then De'Aaron was mocking him. But he's it's a struggle for him to get to the basket and to get open shots. And if he's not knocking down open shots and taking pressure off Curry and Clay, he's definitely not playing defense on the other end. So what are we doing? And again, I like I like JP3. I like Jordan Poole. But if he's if he's not knocking down open shots and he's not playing defense, he does need to be on the floor. 
I mean, Curry, I mean, Curry even went as deep as deep in the bench to get Moses Moody, who hasn't been playing that much this season. So, if you're the Warriors, Game Three is a must. Even with Draymond, with Draymond, with Draymond, it was a must anyways. Now with him being out, it's definitely a must. Curry has to lead the charge, and the young guys have to uplift this team. We know Curry's gonna play well. We know Clay is gonna play well. But those two alone playing well cannot will this Golden State team to a victory. It just can't. It just can't. Andrew Williams continue, has to continue to do his thing too. Jordan Poole has to come alive. Kaminga has to come alive. You gotta get contribution from DiVincenzo and Jordan uh, Gary Payton. Those guys gotta give you something. Because what we know for sure, what we know for sure is De'Aaron Fox gonna get at least 25 to 30, and majority of those are coming in the fourth. Malik Monk is gonna give you at least 18 off the bench, and Sabonis is definitely going to make a kill in this next game, especially with Draymond being out. And Kevin Herter is gonna hit some open threes. And you're gonna get contribution off the bench from Trey Lyles. Guys are gonna contribute. They've been consistent all season. They've been one of the, the the number one offense pretty much all season overall, and one of the best in NBA history. If you're Golden State, these next two games are a must. You cannot split. Obviously, if you lose two, the series is over. But you cannot split with this team. You must win two, because if you win two. You feel good, you, even though you're a bad road team, you feel better about your chances still winning the series, going back to Sacramento in a 2-2 series. With the, with the, um, with you going back home for another game, for a game six in your back pocket. 